0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Which he resolved to carry out. Could not a sail be contrived on the island as on an ordinary raft? There could be no difficulty in that. And when Hobson suggested it to Macnab, he exclaimed, You are quite right, sir, adding to his men, Bring out all the canvas there is. Everyone was quite revived by this plan, slight as was the chance it afforded, and all lent a helping hand, even Calais, who had not yet reminded Mrs. Barnett of her promise. A beam, which had once formed part of the roof of the barracks, was sunk deep into the earth and sand of which the little hill was composed, and firmly fixed with ropes, arranged like shrouds, and a stay. A sail, made of all the claws and coverlets, still remaining, fastened onto a strong pole for a yard, was hoisted on the mast. This sail, or rather collection of sails, suitably set, swelled in the breeze, and by the wake it left it was evident that the strip of ice was rapidly moving towards the southeast. It was a success, and every one was cheered with newly awakened hope. They were no longer stationary. They were advancing, slowly it was true, but still they were advancing. The carpenter was particularly elated. All eagerly scanned the horizon, and had they been told that no land could be sighted, they would have refused to believe it. So it appeared, however, for the strip of ice floated along the waves for three hours in the centre of an absolutely circular and unbroken horizon. The poor colonists still hoped on. Towards three o'clock the lieutenant took the sergeant aside, and said to him, We are advancing, at the cost of the solidity and duration of our islet. What do you mean, sir? I mean that the ice is being rapidly fretted away as it moves along. Its speed is hastening its dissolution, and since we set sail it has diminished one-third. Are you quite sure? Absolutely certain. The ice is longer and flatter. Look!— The sea is not more than ten feet from the hill. It was true, and the result was what might naturally have been expected from the motion of the ice. Sergeant, resumed Hobson, do you think we ought to take down our sail? I think, replied Long, after a moment's reflection, that we should consult our comrades. We ought all to share the responsibility of a decision now. The lieutenant bent his head in assent and the two returned to their old position on the little hill. Hobson put the case before the whole party. "'The speed we have given to the ice,' he said, "'is causing it to wear away rapidly, "'and will perhaps hasten the inevitable catastrophe by a few hours. "'My friends, you must decide whether we shall still go on.' Forwards! all cried with one voice. "'So it was decided, and, as it turned out, The decision was fraught with consequences of incalculable importance. At six o'clock p.m. Madge rose, and, pointing to a point on the southeast, cried, "'Land!' Everyone started up as if struck by lightning. Land there was, indeed, on the southeast, twelve miles from the island. "'More sail! More sail!' shouted Hobson. He was understood, and fresh materials were hastily brought." On the shrouds a sort of studding sail was rigged up of clothes, furs, everything in short, that could give hold to the wind. The speed increased as the wind freshened, but the ice was melting everywhere. It trembled beneath the feet of the anxious watchers, and might open at any moment. But they would not think of that. They were buoyed up with hope. Safety was at hand on the land they were rapidly nearing. They shouted, they made signals. They were in a delirium of excitement. At half-past seven the ice was much nearer the land, but it was visibly melting and sinking rapidly. Water was gushing from it, and the waves were washing over it, sweeping off the terrified quadrupeds before the eyes of the colonists. Every instant they expected the whole mass to be engulfed, and it was necessary to lighten it like a sinking vessel. Every means was tried to check the dissolution. The earth and sand were carefully spread about, especially at the edges of the ice, to protect it from the direct influence of the sunbeams, and furs were laid here and there, as being bad conductors of heat. But it was of no avail. The lower portion of the ice began to crack, and several fissures opened in the surface. It was now but a question of moments." Night set in, and there was nothing left for the poor colonists to do to quicken the speed of the islet. Some of them tried to paddle about on planks. The coast was still four miles to windward. It was a dark, gloomy night without any moon, and Hobson, whose heroic courage did not even now fail him, shouted, "'A signal, my friends, a signal!' A pile was made of all the remaining combustibles, two or three planks and a beam, It was set fire to, and bright flames soon shot up, but the strip of ice continued to melt and sink. Presently the little hill alone remained above the water, and on it the despairing wretches, with a few animals left alive, huddled together, the bear growling fiercely. The water was still rising, and there was no sign that anyone on land had seen the signal. In less than a quarter of an hour they must all be swallowed up could nothing be done to make the ice last longer in three hours three short hours they might reach the land which was now but three miles to windward oh cried hobson if only i could stop the ice from melting i would give my life to know how yes i would give my life there is one way suddenly replied a voice it was thomas black who spoke The astronomer, who had not opened his lips for so long, and who had long since appeared dead to all that was going on. "'Yes,' he continued, "'there is one way of checking the dissolution of the ice. There is one way of saving us all.' All gathered eagerly round the speaker, and looked at him inquiringly. They thought he must have misheard what he had said. "'Well,' asked Hobson, "'what way do you mean?' "'To the pumps,' replied Black simply. Was he mad? Did he take the ice for a sinking vessel, with ten feet of water in the hold? The air-pumps were at hand, together with the air-vessel, which Hobson had been using as a reservoir, for drinking water. But of what use could they be? Could they harden the ice which was melting all over? "'He is mad!' exclaimed Long. "'To the pumps!' repeated the astronomer. "'Fill the reservoir with air.' "'Do as he tells you!' cried Mrs. Barnett." The pumps were attached to the reservoir, the cover of which was closed and bolted. The pumps were at once set to work. The air was condensed under the pressure of several atmospheres. Then Black, taking one of the leather pipes connected with the reservoir, and opening the cock, let the condensed air escape, walking round the ice, wherever it was melting. Everyone was astonished at the effect produced. Wherever the air was projected by the astronomer, the fissures filled up and the surface refrozen hurrah hurrah shouted all with one voice it was tiring enough to work the pumps but there were plenty of volunteers the edges of the ice were again solidified as if under the influence of intense cold you have saved us mr black said lieutenant hobson nothing could be more natural replied the astronomer quietly Nothing, in fact, could have been more natural, and the physical effort produced may be described as follows. There were two reasons for the relegation. First, under the pressure of the air, the water vaporized on the surface of the ice, produced intense cold, and the compressed air, in expanding, abstracted the heat from the thawed surface, which immediately refroze. Wherever the ice was opening, the cold cemented the edges so that it gradually regained its original solidity. This went on for several hours, and the colonists, buoyed up by hope, toiled on with unwearying zeal. They were nearing the coast, and when they were about a quarter of a mile from it, the bear plunged into the sea, and swimming to the shore, soon disappeared. A few minutes afterwards, the ice ran aground upon a beach, and the few animals still upon it Hurried away in the darkness, the colonists disembarked and, falling on their knees, returned thanks to God for their miraculous deliverance. End of Chapter Twenty Three. With the Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.